Helen, this species of cartoon has been extinct since 1998. I mean, these haven't been seen on TV since the golden era of animation. Yes. Oh my god, that was so good. That was awesome. Welcome to Cartoon Tonic. This is the podcast where we drink and watch cartoons. My name is Brian Duchler. Joining me as always is Miss Kayla and Mr. Josiah. How are you two today? Uh, we are getting by, still alive, very full from Thanksgiving. It's so good to be back it momentarily. Is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this little, is our special, the you know, the the uh, the special one. What are we calling yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a, our break within a break, break exception. Yeah. Um November podcast? I don't know. We didn't decide Sub, on any. Subtitle, a- the reboot episode. Not because we're rebooting, but because we're watching a reboot today. Yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, we're, not, we're not watching reboot, but we no, are watching a reboot. We right? are watching a reboot. And uh, <laughs> there's been some there's been some other reboots since we took a break. Um, mm-hmm. My uh, house got rebooted to a show about being under quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. That's mm-hmm. up today, which is exciting. Um, let's see. Um, I rebooted my job a little bit. I got a promotion, which is pretty dope. Congrats again. Thank you very much. And, uh, we just, we found out recently that come, uh, uh, end of January, the country's rebooting. So that's pretty exciting. Just have we tried shutting it all down? Turning it back on, clearing the cash as we we learned (laughs) to just restart the whole thing. And let me tell you, that cash was bloated, (laughs) bloated and disgusting. (laughs) And I'm I'm glad it's being rebooted. (laughs) Me too. Let me tell you. Woo. This is thinly veiled. This is very (laughs) extremely. This is... This is, I don't know, just the sheerest veil that you can possibly... Im- I'm excited that uh, that Diaper Don won't be president anymore. <laughs> okay, so as of this recording, the Diaper Don thing just happened. Yeah. And it is the best. Like It is awesome. Like, like he's clearly <sighs> wearing a diaper, right? Like, I mean, even if he is, whatever. But the, him just throwing a tiny tantrum at a tiny desk as the, a, desk. the tiny human that he is. And that one of his staffers was like, you know what? We're going to give America the parting gift it deserves. Here's a very small man throwing a very small tantrum at a very small <laughs> desk with his tiny, tiny hands waving. Please Listen, enjoy. There is, beautiful. there is absolutely nothing wrong with having the need to use a diaper as a thing that affects millions of people. But when you are a giant piece of shit like that guy... <laughs> And you're just terrible to everyone. Fuck you, Diaper Don, right? Like, it's just like, good. Yeah. yeah. No, it was it was <laughs> a shining moment in the day. Let me tell you, it was good. It was just beautiful. I love it. And also, like, not to get too far down into this rabbit hole, but y'all, this is our, our only episode in the month of November. So we got time. Settle yeah. up. But, you know, in that vi- or that photo in the video that he was throwing his tam- temper tantrum in, it clearly looks like they've already started to move shit out of the White House. And I don't know <laughs> if they truly are or maybe they're just setting up to decorate and it was a very inopportune moment. But it straight looks like they got evicted and they had to put some shitty green carpet down over the carpet that's normally in that room. And it's so sad. They didn't even have like a single ornament on the tree that's in the corner of like, it just, the whole scene is so beautiful. 
It's just so good. I want to say they just started disinfecting the place because it's going to take a while. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Orange orange makeup is hard to get out of carpet. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is true. <laughs> yes. Oh, there was. <laughs> nope, that joke censored. <laughs> We're going to cut that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh other other than that uh it was uh just thanksgiving this week uh, did you mm-hmm. guys uh, do anything special normally we would go to my mom's house for thanksgiving sometimes we'd head out to my dad and my, my stepmom's house dad and stepmom moved down to florida and this year is uh covid and my mom works at a hospital she's one of our fantastic frontline workers so unfortunately that means that we couldn't go spend thanksgiving with her because she was working and b we're all being super super safe so yeah. instead we had a steak and some lobster and some twice baked potatoes. And we've decided that next year we're going to start a tradition of our own that doesn't involve turkey. Saya, do you want to talk about our our next tradition? I'm very excited about it. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna make uh, tamales our our yearly tradition. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yes, traditional. I'm gonna learn how to make them from. I'm gonna. The family doesn't know yet, but I'm gonna try and coerce the family, Saya's family, yes, to teach me how to make appropriate tamales and i'm super excited about it because next year when we can have potlucks and like big meals together you know sometime in august of next year i'm just gonna show up with just the biggest vat of tamales and i'm so excited i'm gonna need some tamales are one of my favorite foods they're fantastic and you gotta do them justice so i have between now and next thanksgiving to figure out how to make them so i think i can i think they're uh they're quite a process i've seen you know videos on it's like an all-day thing Yes, yeah, but definitely worth it for sure. Mm-hmm. What so, about what about you? Your your uh, your family was on on quarantine edition. Yes, so. uh, the uh, bitch ass COVID ripped its way through my family. Um, every everyone's fine, but okay. uh, we uh, <clears throat> we were going to do Thanksgiving with my with my parents because we're in each other's bubble due to the kids. Um, they babysit while we're working, um, but to be safe. And because my parents were still recovering and uh, we were under quarantine still, I just decided to do it at home. And I was going to do something similar to you guys where I was going to make like steak or just something like that. But I'm like, you know what? No, I, this, you know, we always traditionally do the Thanksgiving thing. Let me rephrase. We celebrate each other and our families on Thanksgiving and we just say, fuck all the rest of Thanksgiving because yes. it is a terrible yeah. holiday. Yes. <laughs> like the worst. Yes. <laughs> but uh, my family just does this thing where any holiday is just an excuse to get together and cook and eat and make jokes and make fun of each other and all that. So, um, right. I didn't want to like skip a year, you know, because I have a almost four year old that remembers ev- everything, everything I say. Um <laughs> So I cooked a traditional Thanksgiving meal. Um, I had to have everything delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, besides a turkey, I got a fresh one that I drove to a place and they just like threw it in the back of my car. Um, <laughs> like, take this, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it really. from across the parking yeah. lot. <laughs> uh, I, went, I went all, I, and I don't consider myself like a good cook, but I was, I've been planning this thing since the mm-hmm. second I thought I would have had to have, have cooked a dinner at home. So. I spatched cocked a turkey because it's a funny word and apparently yeah, it's a really good way to do it. Explain that. Slowly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, spatchcocking <laughs> is where you <laughs> it's where you remove the spine of uh, of any poultry really. 
uh, when you remove the spine, you're able to crack the rib cages, so the the bird lays flat when you bake it. it and yes, it does make a terrible sound when you crack the rib cages. It is, it is exactly what you think it sounds like. Oh God! I um, think of, I think of Ben Spatchka. <laughs> <laughs> But what's cool about it is it, it basically it makes the bird lie flat with like so all of the the white meat and the dark meat faces upwards. Mm. So it all gets the same amount of heat. So usually when you cook like a big turkey, you might the the breast might dry out just to, so you can get like the red meat up to or the dark meat up to a good temperature. Mm-hmm. This way everything cooks at the same temperature and it cooks so much quicker. So I had like a 12 pound turkey that cooked in about an hour. Wow. You know, which is crazy. And it was, I, I dry brined it 24 hours in advance with like uh, really good salt and herbs. I cooked it on a bed of onions and carrots and celery and on more fresh herbs and garlic. Um, I made a gravy that like is the most indulgent, worst for you thing that you could ever possibly imagine. <laughs> 90% butter. Like what So is- <laughs> yes, because what I did was like, I, I had some um, some stock in the bottom of mm-hmm. the vegetables, and so all the juices from the turkey went down there. And every like fifteen twenty minutes or so, I butter basted the turkey. Very nice. With a fuck ton of butter. Very nice. So all that butter, it was it it was. I don't even like gravy, but this was so good. <laughs> it was um, just butter soup. It's not even gravy. Essentially, <laughs> but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mashed potatoes. I did. Um, um, honey and balsamic vinegar, roasted Brussels sprouts. Hmm. I made um, I made a dressing, you know, stuffing with um, like sausage and fresh thyme. Yeah, mashed. I said mashed potato. That was that's. Oh, mm-hmm. and I baked. I don't bake, but I baked. I made a pumpkin pie and a cheesecake. Wow, it was, it was impressive. Wanted. Yeah, I. It was so stressful. Like all of these years of my mom cooking these amazing meals, I never once thought like, oh, that's a fuck ton of work. And it's terrifying because like everyone's going to be eating this. Uh, so I was, was stressed out. Yeah. Was Trish popping in periodically and be like, hey, get this wrong. I'm going to leave you. <laughs> uh, outside of when she normally does that? No. Um, <laughs> just the normal amount of that. Um, and, and the thing is like, it's my wife and my almost four year old and my almost one year old, like the, like the stakes were not that high, right? (laughs) But I just like that really sentimental part of me was like, I just want them to have a really good Thanksgiving. You know, Trish grew up in a household where those holidays weren't as heavily celebrated as we do and that I did growing up, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just want to make sure that my kids you know, have a strong memory of, of the holidays. So I just, I went all out and it turned out pretty damn good. Uh, it looked very happy. good. Looked very good. You nailed we it. have so many leftovers. I've been just nonstop. For the that, like, that's one of the reasons why we didn't do the traditional meal either is like, Sai and I could take like a steak and some potatoes and probably stretch it over two days. Not even kidding. We don't eat like a lot of food. We eat a little bit more often and we end up like just rotting leftovers in the fridge not because we didn't want to eat them just because we eat so slowly and like small meals constantly so to even make like a five pound turkey i don't know what the heck we would do with a five pound turkey so we went with steak because uh my dad for my birthday back in october sent us some omaha steak and lobster and all that good stuff so that's the way to do it that's good stuff um, I, I tell you what a... you do with leftover turkey. Um, you give it to my almost one-year-old because she's obsessed with it. 
Like she loves turkey so much. Like she just like just double fisting turkey for the past Aww. couple of days. And earlier Trish gave her some turkey and she was done eating that. So Trish gave her just some um some like Cheerios. And Evie wasn't paying attention and reached down and grabbed a Cheerio and put it in her mouth, realized it was a Cheerio, not turkey, and started crying. <laughs> That's a big shock. Yeah. To be fair, if I popped a Cheerio in my mouth thinking that it was turkey, I'd be upset too. I'd be yeah. like, what the this she, is a Cheerio. She was. She let us have it too. She was like, This is bullshit. I want more turkey. I want to talk to the man manager of this establishment yeah. right now yeah. yeah i phoned it in with our desserts i uh got a no bake cheesecake mix put that on the bottom of a pre-made pie crust got some instant chocolate pudding put that on the top let that set in the fridge for an hour and called it a pie and then when i went to cut it because it's a pre-made crust like it breaks apart differently i'm sure you i mean if, even if you only do a little bit of baking you know it breaks apart differently I went to cut it and scoop it out with a spatula and it ended up like sliding between the cheesecake and the crust (laughs) and I I brought it up and it's like I cut a pie shape piece of pie and when I brought the spatula up it just brought everything with it and so it's just this square out of the side of the pie and I think I laughed about it for 20 minutes straight like I couldn't I have a photo I'll probably I'll send it to you it's just the most ridiculous dumb things that was right oh god and i couldn't stop giggling so exciting stuff yeah no these are these are things that happen still looked amazing it it was it was fine we we got there um but other than that um have you guys been doing anything else anything else fun because i got some exciting news uh, yeah this is gonna be uh we're we're honestly catching up we haven't actually talked in quite some time so uh We'll get to the the cartoons. Don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, we've been both working on stuff. I've been doing quite a bit with Grace Note. Uh, that's been going really good. Got uh, several more videos up and uh, in the works. So yeah, really just trying to stay busy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we since the beginning of COVID have always, I mean, comparatively taken a more uh extreme approach to how much we're hunkering down it just soothes my anxiety a little bit uh so we just i mean we've been keeping up with projects i finally cleaned out we've got a small room next to our living room that traditionally was just used for all of the boxes but it's now cleared out i put up some we put up some sound dampening blankets and stuff so that uh, i'm trying to teach myself some recording and sound editing stuff and i can use it as an office for when i work at home that's awesome. Um, but other than that, I mean, just the regular art stuff. I mean, painting a little, doodling a little. Sai created something for the cast, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. That mm-hmm. was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, just the same old, same old. What do you got that's exciting, Brian? Uh, not to one-up you guys. But, no, go for it. Um, we've been under quarantine and sick, so I had some some time off work. And uh, I didn't do anything constructive at all. And you know what? It was fucking amazing. Good. <laughs> it was. Sometimes that's what you need. You know, I, I mean, we're just all here and just chilling out. You know, Trish and I watched a lot of TV. I got to play video games, which I don't get to do a lot anymore with kids. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is amazing. I'm like 35 hours into the game. Nice. Uh, and actually, I'm actually I'm, I'm over 40 now. Sorry about that. I'm over 40 hours into the game. <laughs> um and I just, uh, I think I need, I, like, I, I didn't need COVID, um, yeah. but I did need the time off that it gave me just to not do anything 
if that makes yeah. any sense. No, it does. And I think that's, that's a good thing to stress too. Like I fix or help my anxiety by doing small things very poorly. Like when I say that I'm doing art or painting, it's not good. It's not good stuff that I would share with people, but it helps me with like anxiety and stuff. And I mean, if what helps you is just to chill and like really soak up family time, or even if you don't have family time to soak up, play some GD video games. Hell yeah. I uh, booted Fallout 4 back up and went from level 57 to level 67 in two days. So, uh, you know, whatever gets you by right now. Because, I mean, realistically, without COVID, we, I mean, maybe we would have been able to take family vacations or been able to have a like a separation between work and family time. And you don't really get that right now because we're working from home. So you take, you know, hopefully not, not only when you get COVID, but take the time that you need. Yeah. yeah. There's this word that I heard for like a long time and I knew what it was, but I never like really paid attention to it or tried to apply it to my life. And that's self-care. Like I hear people talk about self-care, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I've been hearing about it for years, but then like for some reason, like during this whole thing, it just kind of clicked with me like, oh, everyone just needs that time just to go do something that like, even if it's just yourself that enjoys it, if it brings you comfort or happiness within reason, <laughs> I'm going to put that ex the disclaimer yes. on there. Yes. Uh, you got to do it, right? You got to. You got, you got to do some self-care. So my self-care was like, you know what? I'm going to play a video game and I'm going to try to just put hours into it like I used to when I was a kid because, you know what? I'm home and I can't leave. So this is the time to do it. Mm -hmm. And it was nice. You know, we yeah. uh, waited until the last minute to like just really actually like clean the kitchen so I could cook for Thanksgiving. But you know what? <laughs> it was worth it. It got done. You it know? got done. Everything got done. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's been nice and mm -hmm. I'm still working. Um, I, I only took a few days off when, when we were sick. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still working in my house. My literally, this is the computer that I work on. This is my bed right behind me. <laughs> I don't see much things, you know, besides this corner and, you know, mm -hmm. the living room essentially. So, um, just kind of squeezing in something for me was, was nice. And, uh, yeah. um, also since, um, since we took our break, uh, there's been a lot of positive news, um, making it appear that at some point next year, things are going to start being a little normal again. And that's very exciting. Yes. Um, that, that brings me a little bit of, of, of comfort as well, that, uh, we might actually be in the home stretch of things. There's about to be adults in the white house, which I think is going to help uh, quite a bit. <laughs> um, there's, there's things to be cautiously optimistic about, and that's kind of where I am right now. Yes. Um, yeah. Everything's fine. And then, the cherry on the top is the Animaniacs reboot finally came out. <laughs> and uh, we Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Like Animaniacs came out in 1993. Did anybody do like a survey of how bad things have gotten since 1993? Maybe we just needed new Animaniacs. Just needed it back. Yeah. That's it's definitely a possibility. Um <laughs> my life was pretty dope in 1993, but I was 3 years old, so Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know. No, as old I, as your daughter. We, we just recently reviewed Animaniacs, and I think across the board we all loved it, obviously. And we were kind of like unsure whether we were going to like hop in and do like another Animaniacs episode like right away. But after seeing the previews mm -hmm. for the show, it was like, oh fuck, no, we gotta we gotta hop into that. And what better time than you know, kind of in between season one and season two to get a little weird with it. 
Um, so here we are on our reboot episode. But I wanted to ask you guys, um, before you watch it, how do you feel about reboots in general? And are there any reboots that you can think of that were as good or better than the original? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Well, I mean, just on the first part of how I feel about, I mean, that, that was a question. How do you feel about this or what are we anticipating for this? I pulled a little bit of information and a little bit of back story to the reboot itself, which I think colored my interpretation of what we're about to watch. Yeah. So I don't know if I should comment on that. If you want to hear my, my slightly tainted view or if y'all should talk about that first. But to your second point, I can't think of any reboots that I like. I barely like sequels. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, a little bit of a high bar, I think, is what's going to be set for Animaniacs. I mean, I'm always a little bit like leery of reboots. It's difficult because there's there are quite a bit of shows that we grew up with that did kind of have reboots, uh, like Doug, Powerpuff Girls, uh, stuff like that, that weren't in my opinion handled the best way and uh like immediately thinking of like movie reboots i don't know why i never even watched it but like the ninja turtles uh came to mind and i know that that that's been like redone a bunch of times but yeah yeah, sometimes when you try to take stuff in too creative of a direction it like completely changes why that show was was good to begin with Mm so i'm i'm worried that that might happen but at the same time it's got all the same voice actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like they're trying to stick to the same. Like, if you haven't seen it yet, the trailer for uh, the new Animaniacs, it very much still has that feel of like a kids SNL. Like, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. It it is a variety show, and what better way to bring a reboot back than with the variety show? Because the whole point of that is to kind of pull in modern topics and going ons in the world and kind of lampoon it. And that's what the Animaniacs are. Whereas like the Powerpuff Girls reboot, they were just like, let's just make more because they give us money. But also let's not bring back any original voice actors and let's change the animation. And, you know, like it was too many things. So for me, I can't think of a single reboot, like a, like a traditional reboot that was Mm -hmm. good. I, I think that, maybe some sometimes things in the the, kind of the same family as reboots work for instance like you know star trek next generation wasn't a reboot of the series but it did reboot the series yeah you know it didn't change the original it was just a continuation of the original with new cast and and you know more modern technology for the time and i love next gen that's that's Mm -hmm. one of my favorites or shows like better call saul which is a prequel to breaking bad and on paper, it shouldn't have worked, and it's one of my favorite shows. It's so, so, so good. So, yeah, I, I feel like maybe some of these showrunners, if it was less about the cash grab and more like, okay, maybe let's not do a traditional reboot. Let's try to do something in that family, but be, I don't know, um, I don't know, kind of kind of like put some heart and feeling into it <laughs> that, that it may have worked out better. Um, I loved that 70s show when I was a kid. I thought it was amazing. And then they came out with that 80s show. And it was like, that is not good. <laughs> or when like 
a bunch of... I didn't of, even know yeah. that there was an 80s show. It was, like, it was like a season maybe, and they pulled it. It was the worst. <laughs> they were like, oh, sorry, my bad. Or <laughs> This isn't going to work. Everyone's doing cocaine. And, and this was like, I'm pretty sure this was right after the fact that like they continued on with that 70s show after most of the original cast left and mm-hmm. just like brought new people and like, ah, they'll like it still. No, we didn't. No. It was terrible. Yeah. No. You know? So, yeah, I think what you're, what you're pointing at is, is being true to the feeling of the show Mm-hmm. continuing that feeling of the show not like well this is the same name but it's a complete different everything underneath you can't just like hollow it out with new people and say that it's a reboot or say that it's like from that i don't know created world or something like that right yeah and it, it doesn't it doesn't work and for instance like the you could probably make an argument that the simpsons has been rebooted throughout its you know really long lifespan um every time there's a new showrunner and new writers the show changes quite a bit but there's you know there's era of the simpsons that people like more than other ones and i think if you're going to continue on with your show why not just do something like that refresh the writing staff uh you know, uh, uh, change the showrunner, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you got to do or, you know, come up with an original fucking idea for once. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I think too, that it's natural for shows is like the Simpsons to have growing pains. And like, as you're changing over your creative staff, if you change over too many or if too many get burnt out too fast, you're going to lose that momentum and magic. And you have to find the right people with the right creative branding to continue that same feeling. So like, yeah, I mean, I can see Simpsons being rebooted because I don't, I don't guess I don't know if all of their writers are the same writers throughout throughout the entire show. But at some point, as a creative person, I would imagine you would hit a wall and go, "Jesus Christ, if I have to write one more Homer Simpson joke, I don't know what I'm going to do." Yeah, so, no, absolutely, no. That's that's like, can you imagine just writing Simpsons jokes for over thirty years? No, (laughs) that's got to be taxing. And like, yeah, you want to bring in fresh blood and and new ideas. And, you know, one of my favorite shows is Saturday Night Live. And that show has changed like significantly over the years. If you watch like season one, it is not the same show as like current season. Mm -hmm. And people have their errors that they like. um, and, And that's fine. When it comes to everything else that immediately comes to mind as like a reboot, it never has that heart and soul that the original did. It just mm-hmm. it just always feels like there was a boardroom somewhere that were like, hey, people that watched this when they were kids, they're in their 30s now and should have some disposable income. Let's put this <laughs> thing out again so they can go and enjoy yeah. it. And that's what it feels like most yes. of the time. But I have high hopes for this. Mm-hmm. And I think I have an idea, Kayla, what you said at the top there, like you wanted us to go first where you might be coming from. There was some negative reactions to the show that I've seen. Yeah, there was a few. um, I can get into a little bit of the info that I have if you guys are all right with that. Um, So we're watching Animaniacs round two. I mean, it's Animaniacs, but I'm calling it our round two, Uh, um, which is an American animated comedy musical television series. That's the whole type. It's really long. Originally produced in 1993. This new series sees all of the same characters and all of the same voice actors back to it which is really really cool so there's yakko wacko and the warner sister dot who are main three people well characters rabbits what are they yeah they never really that's the that is a that is an ongoing joke in the series okay cat cat rabbits that's that's now what they are (laughs) so they rebooted the show after 22 years of being off 
one of my favorite things that I found out in doing a little bit of research is that they are self-aware that they have been gone for that amount of time, yes. which is <laughs> hilarious. And I am I have high hopes for those jokes. Um, but there was a little bit of grumblings regarding the creation of the show. Apparently, they decided to do it back in um, 2016. That was when they first got the idea of doing it because when they put the original Animaniacs series on uh, Netflix, it had such a huge boom in uh, 2016 that they were like, oh, man, we need to capitalize on this. And that's when everybody was like, okay, but we should do it right, like how we were talking. Right. It was finally greenlit for Hulu in 2018. And that's where some of the issues start to happen. It was, from what I could find, written or started to be written in 18 and 19 and not recorded or like some of the episodes weren't recorded voice acting wise and actually put together until 2020. So one of the things that I remember about Animaniacs is that it was always, I mean, even us watching it, looking for nostalgic things, it hit like pop culture and like, uh, I don't know, political style jokes really well and really currently for the time in our current everything climate, it's coming across as a little tone deaf is what a lot of the reviews were saying is that it was written even just two years ago coming out in 2020 because everything is so right now. So now and current things trend on Twitter quite frequently organically too. It's not a big conspiracy in case anybody's wondering about that. Um, so a lot of not what I, I heard. was seeing <laughs> was pretty good. Uh, a lot of what I was seeing is people were having issues because some of the things are coming across a little flat or a little tone deaf or would have been funny in 2019 or 2018, but wasn't written in a way that could carry over into 2020. And I think to be fair, I'm not sure there's anything that was written in 2018 that would carry over to 2020 very well no, if it's no. comedy. You know what no. I mean? Like that would be difficult. So I haven't seen any of the episodes. I was just, you know, digging to do a little bit of research here. So the, the, um, the, I saw that. And then the other thing that I saw that bothered me too, because whenever you read reviews on stuff, there's always contradictions because there's mm -hmm. people who are like, nope, it's, it's too tone deaf for this current climate. But then there is equal parts like, a show like Animaniacs just doesn't hold up in your Family Guy and BoJack Horseman and Rick yeah. and Morty world. And it's like, well, you can't be both. Yeah, you can't be both. Yeah. And on that point, actually, Hulu considers this to be its first original targeted show for families. I love so it. So like huh. first original series that is specifically targeted for families. So the jokes aren't supposed to be in like the Family Guy arena right. or anything but, like that. i mean i would imagine that they're not even going to be simpsons but right well so the animaniacs have always done such a good job of putting those dark jokes in there in a way to where it goes over the kids heads but are really really funny to the parents and it takes such clever writing to pull something like that off and do it well. And Animaniacs has always done a good job at doing that. So I have mm -hmm. high hopes that they're going to be able to continue that trend. I think it would be a little upsetting if they went too far into like, this is a kid show. But, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to find out here soon. Yeah. So that what I have here is initial storyboarding started in July of 2018. Um, Paulson confirmed that voice recording began around May 2020. So during the pandemic uh, music was recorded during COVID and uh, they had to actually, this was pretty cool organize with each musician 
independently to have their music recorded remotely and then bring it together to make like a cohesive piece of music. So I am very excited to see how they did that because that blows my mind. Like we have what, two like lines of recording that you have to edit when we're going through these episodes. I can't imagine. Yeah. And we symphonic music. Right. (laughs) We we found out the the first time that we did Animaniacs like that. It's, Spielberg Studios, so it's a full orchestra. Yeah. This isn't like five people that are nope. doing a, a set. So the writers in 2019, when they were preparing this, did anticipate some 2020 events, um, but clearly COVID threw that off a little bit. So there was a mention of like 2020 Summer Olympics that was supposed to go on and a couple other things that were obviously canceled because of COVID. Yeah. So I don't know how much of it is people were looking for something to be negative about. Or if it is just like, I don't know. I don't know where where it's going to land. But there were some grumblings that maybe they should have revised or revisited. But I guess we'll see. We'll see how that lands. I also want to point out that um, not too long ago, Rob Paulson, who um, does the voice of uh, Pinky and he does mm-hmm. the voice of uh, Yakko, um, beat throat cancer mm-hmm. um, relatively recently. And to be and as a voice actor, that's right. crazy, right? And just just based on the the previews, he he sounds incredible. It's mm-hmm. it's Yakko the and, and it's Pinky the 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 characters that I grew up with yep. sound sounding perfect. So I'm I'm really excited for that as well. Well, I mean, I think the only other thing that we have to talk about is our drinks this evening. I thought in the spirit of Thanksgiving, or we're just going to take it over as food food and fun family holiday time. <laughs> food, fun, fun family holiday. That's hard to say. Maybe we'll revisit the name of Thanksgiving. But what about we'll uh, t-shirts? What about t-shirts? Like, yeah. Like fuck Christopher Columbus Day. Like, I just like really that. go for it. <laughs> I like that. Um, I made, uh, it is a vodka cranberry with a little bit of tonic mixed in. So it kind of has this cool gradient color. Nice. Um, so that's what we're drinking. And I would like to propose our non-alcoholic beverage is just over-whipped liquidy mashed potatoes. Oh, God. <laughs> because I <laughs> okay. imagine that a lot of people listening on Monday might have some leftovers in their fridge. And, I, you know, there might be mashed potatoes. And if you just throw those in a blender, <laughs> they will become liquid enough that you can drink it as your non-alcoholic beverage. So. There you go. So, listeners, give that a try. <laughs> Let us know how that is. I, uh, Brian, what are you drinking? <laughs> I have I have water. Um, Thanksgiving and yesterday and a little bit today, my my drink of choice, and I, I go to it every once in a while, is just uh, gin and Verner's you know, hmm. ginger ale. I, I, yeah. The combo just works. I like it quite a bit. So that's that's been my my sip and drink the past few days. Very nice. That sounds fantastic. Also, I mean, you have to drink Burners. That is the Michigan medicine yes. of choice. So yeah. it's true. the only reason I'm still alive. Correct. Yes. Yep. You should patent that. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we hop into this episode? No, I think we're good. No, we're just, uh, just to let everyone know, we're watching on Hulu and it's going to be season one, episode one. There isn't episode names, it looks like. Um, yeah, it just says episode one. Just episode one, so um, it is segmented. So the first episode has four segments. It's Jurassic Lark, um, suspended animation part one of mice and memes, and mm-hmm. suspended animation part two. Ooh, a good old segmented show. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, please join us after this break, where we are going to discuss further Animaniacs. 
He did it. That 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 crazy son of a gun actually did it. And we're back. Holy shit. Just like the Animaniacs. Hey. <laughs> hey. And I'm willing to say that they are fucking back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I forgot how to podcast. Holy crap, that was good. Right? Well, let's 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 dive into it. It the very first segment was the teaser that they put out um maybe mm-hmm. a, two months ago. Yeah, um, something like that. It is a parody of Jurassic Park, which when I watched that teaser uh a couple months ago i was like really excited and also a little nervous because like i like mm-hmm. i want them to be modern but also i was really happy to see them spoof something from our childhood yeah right and jurassic park was huge when we were kids and and that that's pretty great um and then i like quickly realized i don't even think the first time i watched the the teaser i think when i realized it right now it's like well they did that because they also rebooted jurassic park yes and it is a huge smash right now so it only makes sense for them to do that but i think i was just so excited to see animaniacs in that Mm -hmm. teaser that i didn't put two and two together because i'm a little bit dumb um (laughs) but it was just like the perfect like it's that scene in Jurassic Park when they're driving through the park for the first time and they're seeing the dinosaurs and they're like the iconic scene where he pulls his glasses off and he turns her head and there's like there's like a shadow of a dinosaur but it's just the the Warner Brothers and Dot yeah. you know walking towards the camera <laughs> and then Steven Spielberg's there to like be like oh no the Animaniacs are back you know they're rebooted and they're talking about clean vector lines and widescreen yeah. format <laughs> and and uh so great, really great way to start the episode, but also it did give a really good introduction to how the show looks. It looks fucking amazing. Yes. Yeah. They they modernized it. It's it's definitely newer technology that they're making the show us, so it looks beautiful, but it still just feels like Animaniacs in HD and widescreen. I, I mm-hmm. cannot complain about that at all. It looks incredible. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I was that was one of the things that I was kind of nervous about uh, if they were going to change the look a lot. And there's definitely like like stylistic choices that are very different. But I mean, it's to be expected, and it didn't take anything away from it. It was mm-hmm. it was still great. Um, and then in in Jurassic Park, there's like the I, I would call him the antagonist of Jurassic Park, who was in the car with them, and they just, like shoot to him. It's like we're going to be rich, and he's just decked out head to toe in Hulu, Hulu gear. <laughs> He's got like a Hulu name tag and everything. <laughs> oh, the Jeff Goldblum impression. Oh, it was so good. Gets me every <laughs> single time. Yeah, yeah. A very very short intro, and then um, it, it goes into the theme song, which they redid the entire theme song, but everything was the same until like that second verse, where they would usually talk about the other characters like in the show mm-hmm. but right. instead this time they they talk about um they basically show that they're rebooted so they like reanimated so it literally shows them coming out of the grave yeah <laughs> which is hilarious and then um it, they talk about how uh their segments were carefully tested by focus groups and they show that <laughs> right and it's like a tv <laughs> falling down yeah. on a small child yeah. and then these executives are just like shaking hands like yeah. congratulating each other they talk about how be, they're them being rebooted. They're uh, uh, gender neutral. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're uh, they're like all inclusive. And then they poke fun at like they knew ahead of time that the internet was gonna like kind of go after them because mm-hmm. that's what the internet does. The internet wasn't really a thing in 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 the nineties as much as today. And it just shows this like geeky like fat guy like 
like keyboard warrior typing on the keyboard. And then he goes that they basically the internet trolls are going to say that we're blase, but we did meta first. And they lift yeah. up the t-shirt of the troll, the internet troll. And he's got an Animaniacs established 1993 shirt on under it. So fucking so good. good. <laughs> it made me, it made my heart so happy to hear that and to see it. It, it sounds, it's just an updated version of the original, but they kept mm-hmm. it almost exactly like to the original was it was so 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 well done i I will say that was one of the things that i was immediately wondering what they were going to do because there's so many like we mentioned before they're not they don't have like any of the other characters in it it's just pinky in the brain and the animaniacs Mm -hmm. at least for now um but like were they gonna throw bill clinton plays a sax in there or yeah. what are they going to do with that but and i'm happy to report they do yeah. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that in a minute i just i it's so stinking good you guys it's so yeah. stinking good like i can't words i like when they they showed the beginning clip which was the the jurassic park spoof and then they did this really dramatic opening where it showed like warner brothers in conjunction with hulu to bring you animaniacs and it had no sound and when that was playing, I was like, either they're being really dramatic or I'm about to be really dramatic too and upset because <laughs> I thought they were just going to skip the musical opener. Oh, yeah. And I was like, how in the world is Animaniacs without music? They oh, they, hand, they handled it so well. And what's interesting is the, so that Jurassic Park spoof was the first segment going into the theme song. Mm-hmm. And then that second segment is all about the reboot. Yes. Um, but what's interesting about it is some of the points they make right in the beginning of that second segment about how to reboot they did that in the theme song they mm-hmm. kept they kept everything original but they kind of took out the the characters that aren't in the show anymore and yep. then filled in with the focus group and the uh, the internet trolls and like all that stuff which was just so well done so it was the same song with a few changed lyrics in like the second verse like and then they go into a segment where they talk about what's the proper way to reboot. And they already yeah. fucking did it. Yeah. And this is so clever. It was really, it really, was really, really, really well done. Don't waste your, the first, first line that you're going to say has to be, <laughs> that was so good too. Like just poking fun at how, I mean, that's what we expected. That's what, what people were going to be expecting is like, it has to be true to form, but it had to also develop over time, but it can't be too far from what we know. And I think they literally say that in the very, very beginning right. of that, that actual second segment. They walk up to the Warner Bros. lot and it's like, it's all dark. Like they put like a dark filter on it and like, it's kind of gloomy. And then they, <clears throat> they're, they're discussing what's the proper way to reboot. They're making fun of each other's like voices, which is mm-hmm. something that we've talked about many times on this podcast. I love it so much when voice actors mimic another voice yep. actor's character. They did that in the beginning. So they got right. my heart right away. And you just wasted yours on. But you just wasted yours on. All right, guys, there's a lot of pressure on our first lines. And then, uh, after they they see the water tower, which is their home, the scene just turns super bright and just looks like classic Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. So they're running towards the water tower, and in the Warner Bros. lot, it's just a bunch of characters that are now that have are now part of Warner Brothers since Animaniacs like went off the air. So there's like Batman and Wonder Woman and Gandalf Harry and Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> and they're they're running in slow motion towards the water tower, just pushing all these characters out of the way and like <laughs> knocking them down. They uh, they get up to the water tower. They try to open the door. They do a classic like Animaniacs style joke where 
they're ramming Wacko's head into the door to mm-hmm. try to get it open. They're like, oh, wait, it's a pole door. So they open it up. <laughs> um, they do a scene there where um, Wacko um, sees his sandwich, which is a callback to the original series. Like, my sandwich. Right. Um, there's like lasers everywhere. So he does this like classic 90s style movie trope where they're going through the lasers Mission yeah. Impossible style. He gets a sandwich and then just walks right through the lasers. Almost gets caught, but they didn't. And then like, well, whose harebrained idea was this? And of course, it's the security guard, the classic character that chases them around the, uh, mm-hmm. the lot, who has gotten a little chunkier over the years, I'm going to say. Time has not been good to him. Just a little chunkier. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. He catches them in a drone and they weren't sure what it was because drones are a big thing now. <laughs> I, I appreciated that joke. They then capture the security guard in the drone because they always do that. Yes. And then the security guard goes like, you're going to take me to the CEO's office. So they go there and it's a female CEO, which Dot is really excited about. And she like kind of runs over there and goes, do you have any time for a future CEO? And the CEO has this line that goes, no, I'm a firm believer in pulling up the ladder behind me. Yeah. Oh that my is such a good God. joke. It killed <laughs> me. Uh, it was so quick. It's so good. Uh it, it was beautiful. And they're going to introduce themselves. And the CEO goes like, no, I don't need to. I have you on my tablet. And the tablet's a new invention since the Animaniacs uh, went off the air. And uh, um, Yakko goes, all the world's information, one easy to swallow tablet. So he swallows <laughs> this tablet and then gains, gains the information from the Internet in the past 22 years and then goes into a song. That's very reminiscent of like the old style Animaniacs where the, you know, Yakko would have those songs where he like teach you things. But this song was so fucking good. Yeah. Just, I'm like literally cheering up thinking about how funny that song was. Oh. So what's, what's most interesting about it is they're going over things that have changed over the years mm-hmm. and how to do a reboot. And they're like, cause we're running out of nineties references. So they're in, they're they're in a water fountain like friends dancing to like friend style music. Uh, Wacko has a Hannibal Lecter mask on, yeah. and then Bill Clinton comes out of the water and starts playing the saxophone. <laughs> oh gosh! So the the best part about it is not just like they're talking about how uh, they you get spied on through your watch, and uh, Russia's looking like watching you. They're going over like. Uh, the presidents throughout the years and then how Hillary Clinton was going to break the glass <laughs> ceiling. Obama but gave she us does- hope. Yeah. So Clinton thought, oh, what was it? Obama gave us hope. So Clinton thought uh, 2016 would be like easy or something. I forget what the, the, the yeah. rhyme was. Yeah. And then while she's walking through, cause they show Obama and then they show Hillary Clinton while she's walking through, they just have like a silhouette uh, of diaper Don walking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and, they they make this joke where they're like, you know, they're like, you know, or Dot asked, did Hillary break the glass ceiling? And then Yaka goes, well, no, but it sure does feel like the ceiling is raining glass on us. Yes. Like, and then they then they go and they like basically it came to and they were going to say Trump. They don't actually say his name. They just show mm-hmm. a fat baby looking Trump like on a pile of money yep. or whatever. And then they bring up what you mentioned at the top of the show is, well, at least we think there's a President Trump. Uh, we're not sure because the writers wrote this in 2018. Yeah. And then they, they call people out like, hey, this was written in 2018. If shit went bad, this is on you at this point. They literally <laughs> call you out on it in the song. But they did so well. 
I was so then, so then so then they do this thing <laughs> where they're like, so let's just let's just guess at what what happened between 2018 and 2020, and it went so off the rails. <laughs> we had chips in our brains, we no longer feel pain. They're worsening climate disasters. Now we live underground and we can't make a sound unless we anger our polar masters. That part, I I don't think I've laughed that hard at a cartoon. <laughs> Genuinely hard. Yes. It was utter perfection. Oh, it was that so good. That whole song was so good. And like, I just so appreciate the amount of thought that, that the writers put into that because they're mm-hmm. like, hey, we know when this comes out, it's going to be maybe two years from now because who knows what's going to happen. Animation can take a long time. Pandemic happened. So they they thought of that and then they just knew that people were going to call them out for maybe missing the mark because it was written two years prior. So they put it in the first song of the goddamn series. They just put it in there because they knew it was going to happen. And guess what? It fucking happened. Oh, it was so good. I yeah. hope that I sincerely hope that like the reviews and the negative things that I was finding were written by like fake reviewers or something just to get that hype up. Or at least I hope that those people realize that the joke is on them because they were already called out before they wrote that shitty article because this yep. was fantastic. Right. Just oh. fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Um, well, I, I will, we definitely will when we on the next segment. Is there anything else that you want to cover about those first two segments before we move on? There's so much. There's no, a I'm, there's a joke every second. That's yes, it, yeah, yes. It really is a lot, and I think that like we're gonna blend this with like review and stuff. But I think that one of the reasons that it works really well is they're being meta, and they're even being meta about being meta. Yeah. And, and Abed would be proud, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're they're calling themselves out. Like one of the things that I also found really funny was them. In the first segment, they were talking about like the first line's got to be really good. And then they meet up with the security guard and they're like, hold on, your line's got to be really good. So make sure you sell it and it's got to be good to your character. Mm-hmm. Like, so what do you got? And he's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, perfect. It's just, it's, it's brilliant. It, I, I, this is getting a review territory. I try not to do that, but like they just, they just had this foresight. Yeah. And they just put it in there and it's so like, so ballsy because they could have been wrong. They mm-hmm. were not. They were not wrong. <laughs> they, they and then they they even call it out in the theme song that like you're gonna say we're blase, but we we did this first. We were yeah. meta before it was cool to be meta. Like mm-hmm. we were ahead of our time, and now we're back. And like I would argue they're doing it better than most other cartoons. Most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So good, so good. Um, and then they get into Pinky and the Brain. <sighs> Which just hit me in the childhood, like just just so hard. <laughs> they 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 redid the theme song, but it was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. They changed the animation of it. They do this really cool, like uh, artistic view of Pinky and the Brain. They're like, I think they, they kind of look like balloon animals, like kind of yeah. going through like a maze and whatnot. It was it was really cool looking. And then they they get into the the show. Classic Pinky and the Brain. It's just it's it's perfect. The voice acting is exactly the same. It just looks prettier. And the scene starts out in the 90s, I think it was 93, yeah. actually, when, when they, they had a title on it. Pinky 
is watching like those old style like like funny mer- home videos yeah yeah exactly uh, they call it like world's dumbest pets or something like that yeah which was definitely something that was on all the time when we were kids yes right so seeing them do that in the show it was like well nostalgia feeling like oh yeah i remember that that was a big popular thing back in the day and uh, pinky is so excited about it and he's just enamored with these stupid pets that brain gets an idea he goes no i got an idea so over the next 22 years he invents the internet essentially <laughs> yeah <laughs> With the sole purpose of creating a meme that he can put mind control in it to control the masses. Mm-hmm. That was a, so so in this in this world, brain invented the internet, which yes. is hilarious. And probably true. <laughs> so then they they now it's modern times and uh Pinky is still just watching TV, but now it's Seth Meyers and they lampoon the shit out of Seth yeah. Meyers. Yeah, they did. <laughs> His coffee mug even just read smug. Like yeah. they just. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he goes, uh, uh, the only reason that this face can be on TV is because uh, nobody's watching. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. And then yeah, he, he, his whole I- brain's whole idea is to dress up like a really, really cute baby um, and get people to, I don't know, like him on uh, what was the parody of Instagram that they put on there? Uh, Insta gratification. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. It was awesome. great. They put him on there and it, he gets one like and it's just from Pinky. <laughs> and then he Pinky gets, looks over at him and like winks. Yeah. Like. Can I just say, I love Pinky so much. He's yes. one of my favorite cartoon yes. characters. Love him to yes. death. Um, so then Brain gets upset and kind of like smacks like a spinning globe and then gets caught in it. And then just keeps getting hit by mountain ranges. Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps like calling not out the mountain ranges. Yeah. Yeah. So then Pinky records that and that ends up becoming the thing that goes viral mm-hmm. and that everyone in the world sees it. So then he gets invited onto the Seth Meyers show, like his plan is working. Um, but then, oh, we, we almost forgot one thing. On the Seth Meyers show, their guest for that day was an opera cat. Yes. It was just like an orange tabby that just belts out this opera tune. Well, I don't know if you heard the joke, but he also said, man, you put a blonde wig on that cat and it could be president. <laughs> he does say that. He goes, you'll get it. I'll wait. And then just yeah. does this creepy smile. <laughs> we also skipped over. There's a scene right when it turns from, I think it's right when it turns from 93 to 2020, where he's like observing, brain is observing everybody and waiting for everybody to be really like engrossed in their cell phones. And they go to the park. And they walk up on this rock and Brain is like, finally, over the last 20 years, people are finally addicted to their phones or, you know, now is the time to implement my plan. And Pinky goes, yeah, over the last 20 years, I did very intensive therapy. And I realized that we are in a very dependent relationship that is not brought together because of our mutual want for the destruction or the control of the world, but it's only brought together through me enabling your negative emotional and physical abuse. And Brain just goes, shut up, and like hits him. And he goes, okay. And they just they drop it. That was he it. Goes, yep, you're right. I deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. There, that was uh, brilliant. It was so good. Um, so uh, if, any, if anyone ever remembers Pinky and the Brain, usually what it is is Brain comes up with an idea to take over the world and Pinky just kind of ruins it through him just being Pinky. Mm-hmm. And this time it was they were about to go on the Seth Meyers show, but they get bumped because there's a new 
animal craze in the world and it's a pig that can just determine like pork prices by <laughs> slamming his head into a red button business pig yeah. who is ranked number four in the uh new york or new pork times yep <laughs> <laughs> so they you know and it was it was because uh pinky ended up sharing that from the mind control insta gratification mm -hmm. And then they foiled, foiled the plan, and that was in. Just classic Pinky in the Brain, just more modern, and it was everything that it needed to be. It was it was really enjoyable. Fantastic. There was also one joke where um, when when Brain goes to start working on like the internet thing, because we need to we need to do something drastic to get people to pay attention to us. So Pinky like takes off his robe and goes like, oh, yeah. "Okay, but I'll only do it if it fits with my character and it's tastefully done." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. So good. <laughs> it needs to make sense for my character. It yeah. needs to be tastefully done. Loved it. Loved it. So so good. Um, and then it goes into the last segment, which is just uh it was the 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 part two of like the first segment where they're walking around the Warner lot and they're just seeing all these new characters and they're getting excited, so they go they think of what they should do and they're like, Oh, we should sing a song. Like, didn't we just do that in you know, sing a song about Ruby reboots? Didn't we just do it in the first segment? And they go, yeah, but we are also rebooted. So we should just, just do it again, essentially. Yeah. And then they sing their second song, which is just as good as the first song. <laughs> um, Talking about like all these these shows that have been rebooted and how basically you just need to like essentially go into the dump, dig up old trash, and reboot it, and just start like you're just going to start making money. Mm -hmm. Particularly like there was there's two things that they did. They just kept digging up trash. They go into a lab and they start doing like some science during the song, and they create this like Frankenstein's monster of like WB properties. Yeah, it had like Aquaman's arm. <laughs> yeah. Wonder Woman's like yeah. chest plate. Yeah. Like, it was like real off-putting and weird. And then Cuked like money, he just just vomited giant piles of cash. It's so like like eh, thanks for this opportunity and just like sticking it to the people that get and that's just that's that's Animaniacs though. Yep. That's what they they have always done, and I'm glad that they didn't pull any punches this time. One of the jokes they made in this that almost made me pee myself a little bit was uh, they were going through shows that should be rebooted and like would. Uh, would Golden Girls be the same if we resurrected B. Arthur? Yeah. And it shows like the back of B. Arthur like raising from the grave, but then it turns around and it's just Yakko in a wig. Would the Golden Girls be darker if we resurrect B. Arthur? But yeah. that joke was so good. Um, they have little ghost B. Arthur at do. the end of this song. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. So then after the song ends, the screen goes uh, black and it's just Yakko on the screen. He does this monologue about how reboots are only here because of like scared to death network, network execs that don't have an original thought in their brain. They just have to bring back any old drab and make it a cartoon again. And then it pulls out and they're all just decked out in Hulu gear. Yeah. <laughs> and then like someone <laughs> like off screen. To in Hulu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone off screen hands up a giant check and then like just piles of money falls from the ceiling and it just spells out hulu yeah and then and then wacko goes like like yes but we know we're selling out so it's cool so in your face and like almost like fuck you for making us do this but they, yeah <laughs> i feel like they couldn't have done it any other way like that's how they right. had to do it mm-hmm 
Yes, because it, without that, without calling it out on themselves and calling out like Hulu and kind of trash talking what they were about to do, it gives you a little bit of that self like self deprecating humor that you're like, okay, even if this is trash, I can still like it. At least they know what that they they know what it is. We all know what it is, right? <laughs> we know what this is, mm-hmm. and you're here, and you're sitting, and we're still gonna it. watch it. So. <laughs> um, is there anything else? Anything we missed before we go on break? Nope, not that I can think of. I don't think so. It was amazing. Well, please join us after this break where we are going to give our review. It's probably not going to be great. Um, And then we're going to play a little game. The Animaniacs are leaving their old network behind and coming back home. And we're back. As as we do on the show, we are going to give a review of what we just watched. So today we are going to... I I didn't think of a scale, but I think I got it. I think Mm -hmm. on a scale from zero to five... Bill Clinton's playing saxophones. <laughs> what would you What would you rate this show? Um, let's start with you, Kayla. Five. There's just five Bill Clintons jamming out on his saxophone. I. It's like the cast of Friends, except it's all Bill Clinton. So there's an extra one in there dancing in a fountain, playing a saxophone. I read those reviews and did a little bit of research before we watched this and was totally prepared to be bummed out like I was with Powerpuff Girls reboot, like I was with a lot of the reboots and stuff that we've watched. This, for all of the reasons that we've already said, is amazing. I just want to watch, no offense to the podcast right now, I just want to keep watching Animaniacs. (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) so good. Five. There's just a whole orchestral section of saxophone bill clinton dancing (laughs) Uh, i'll i'll go next i i totally agree i'm going five bill clintons no way (laughs) i i was honestly i was pretty worried about it and i loved how much they called themselves out Mm -hmm. on their stuff it immediately took the pressure away of like okay they realize this is stupid they're pretty much calling out most of this stuff as being stupid so it just it, there's a weird sense of relief when that happens. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think they could have done, done it any other way. I was most worried about them just like like just calling out new media or like new stars and stuff for the stupid stuff that they've done. Mm-hmm. Like that wouldn't be funny to me, but the way that they're handling it is brilliant. And I, I can't wait to finish this this show. Right. Yeah, this was utter perfection. This is this is five Bill Clintons. Um, also, want to point out, just like in the show, this was recorded in late 2020. So if it does come out that Bill Clinton was like a big fan of Epstein's Island, we had we we weren't sure. So this was recorded beforehand. So don't don't oh cancel us. <laughs> um, but this this was utter perfection. This was this was perfect. the the amount The amount of time that they put into like just the idea alone of like being meta, like how are we going to do this? The characters talking about how they're going to be rebooted Mm -hmm. as they're doing it, as they are already rebooted, just the amount of thought and care that they put into that alone makes us perfect. Yes. Let alone the, the two amazing songs they put in there, the very, very classic, but modern pinky in the brain. You can just feel the love coming from the show. It looks Mm -hmm. beautiful. It it feels like classic (laughs) animaniacs just with some, more modern topics in it and i'm really really excited to see kind of where they go with that throughout this this uh this season so easy no-brainer it's it's five it's it's yep. so good i laughed harder picturing... this than i have at 
15 Bill Clinton's time. playing saxophone right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, oh, pretty, pretty fantastic. So uh, we do have a little game. Mm-hmm. Um, being that, you know, we're kind of like Lucy Goosey here. It's not, we're at, we're post season one, so we don't have to be so strict with that. I just kind of came up with the idea of, uh, you know, giving everyone the opportunity to reboot something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, everyone here is going to talk about something that they would like to reboot and how they would reboot it. So it could be your favorite movie or TV show or video game or something in your life or just world events, anything that you mm-hmm. would like to reboot. You have that opportunity. And I will advise, I'm not going to point anyone out. You don't have to go dark with it, Kayla. <laughs> okay, well, then my thing I'm going to reboot is my proclivity to go dark with everything, I guess. <laughs> Call me out. <laughs> oh, no, you, gosh. Can, you, can, you can reboot whatever you want. Just make sure you end it with the joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I have a very dark joke already, and I'm not going to. Okay. So mm-hmm. let me let me go first to give you yeah. guys some time here. Okay. Um, I would like to reboot the Nintendo Wii U. Now hear okay. me out. Yeah. Now hear me out. <laughs> okay. okay. I am a diehard Nintendo fanboy. Always have been, always will be. I was a little disheartened with, with the Wii. The Wii was a culture phenomenon, but they kind of made it so like grandparents can play it, you know? So they kind of like... I feel like the traditional Nintendo games kind of got pushed to the side for all of us diehard Nintendo fans. You know, I had to like fight my parents off with a stick because they were trying to get 300s and Wii bowling. Um, so then the so then the Wii U came out and kind of did away with the motion controls, gave you like a tablet that you can play on if you were in the same room as the console. It was the first HD Nintendo, you know, system, but it fucking flopped and they just stopped. <laughs> they just stopped like supporting it. <laughs> I want to reboot it because, like, I felt like Nintendo was finally like, yes, we are going to make this for the gamers. It's what they want. And then when they realized that grandmas weren't buying anymore, they're like, yeah, fuck the gamers. Let's just, you know. (laughs) Drop the gamers. Go for the grandmas. Essentially. And then they kind of did like a halfway thing with the Switch. But I want to, the, the reason that I want to reboot it is because... Nintendo always did a decent job at like marketing, right? So if mm-hmm. you remember back in the 90s when they had their fights with like Sega, they were like like basically like having like knife fights in the parking lot with yeah. Sega. Like that shit was dope. <laughs> Nintendo commercials were always wacky and weird. They had that classic like Wii commercial with the the Japanese guy that just shows up to like people's houses and goes, "We would like to play." And then he would just be like playing with just a bunch of like white suburban <laughs> yeah. moms. They were so weird commercials. And then the Wii U came around and they like they called it the Wii U. They didn't explain what it was. People just thought it was like a tab that you could you could buy for your Wii. So they were very confused when you couldn't play Wii bowling on it. And I just like the Wii didn't have those like weird, like makes you feel like you're tripping on drugs commercials. So here's my proposal. I don't want to fix the console. I don't want to make it better. I just want to reboot it and make some wacky ass fucking commercials for the Wii U. That's all I want to do. <laughs> I feel like if it had that, it would at least be somewhat redeemed, like in my heart. Like, I just I want to do that. Every time, like, I think we ended up, we bought a Wii U when they came out. And I think we we ended up purchasing one. And all I can think in my head is just like an ambulance noise. Just Wii U, Wii U, Wii U. <laughs> and if you could do a commercial where a Wii U is an ambulance and it's coming to resuscitate your game oh, yeah. time, I'm on board. Oh, I, I would like. And I can make that noise. I'll just be an idiot and make a Wii U noise. It'll be great. 
so so here's what I would do to build upon that. I would show like a grandma and grandpa like playing wee wee bowling. Uh oh. And then and then and then grandpa just has a heart attack. Hear me out. So he's on the ground and grandma's like, oh no, call nine one one. And then you just hear wee you, wee you, wee you. And then like these Nintendo ambulance people come in and they just like push grandpa's body out of the way and just put a Wii U down so the grandkids come and play some like like you know, it's like fucking Mario or something. That's what I would do. And it's like, never, Wii U, not your grandparents' game console. I've never just taken my headphones off and felt the urge to walk away from the mic as strongly <laughs> as when you just said, they just shove grandpa's body to the side. He had a good life. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, I feel like it, it deserved... Those weird commercials, you know, and it, they didn't get it. Oh, wow! All right, Saya. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back to the first thing that came to mind uh, for obvious reasons. I'm gonna reboot the show reboot. Um, Damn it! With brand new CGI and I want it done in a weird kind of ironic meta way that Animaniacs is doing where they're they're looking at their own graphics and they're so high def that they're having like an existential crisis <laughs> and uh or like what like a 2020 <laughs> version of like what we think CG is going to be like in the next 20 years and it just like it's yes. way off from what it actually is <laughs> I love that I love that a lot I think it'd work yeah I'm in Kayla Okay, so I don't know how many of our listeners would also be community fans. Yes. But this is what keeps popping into my head because we frequently joke about my uh, leaning towards more dark humor or like the dark kind of, of aspects of the stuff that we talk about. So clearly there are better things that we could be rebooting. Uh, you know, COVID, instead of killing hundreds of thousands of people, it made all of those people perfectly healthy for an extended life period and they are all happy and fine. That would be like an original, like obviously the better choice. I would like to reboot like systemic racism, a fantastic choice as well. Get rid of the electoral college and just reboot that whole shit. Yes, fuck Aaron Burr and his his hand <laughs> in making the modern filibuster. We'll just reboot him completely as well. But instead, but you have to keep uh, Dear Theodosia and you have to keep Wait for It because those are great songs. Yeah, and clearly they definitely sung those back then. That's historic fact. So <laughs> yeah. you don't want to reboot historic fact. A- absolutely. But anyways, I obviously live in the darkest timeline regardless of how great our lives are and i really am thankful for all the positive things that we have so instead of going down the darkest timeline alley and trying to reboot it to the prime timeline i'm just going to reboot the last few seasons of community mm-hmm. and give it its movie yeah six seasons six good seasons and a movie and i don't care if the last season is just an extended paintball that ends in a Halloween episode. Six seasons in a movie of quality content for community because we're also on like the avenue of meta things and things that know that they are things. And that's Abed. <laughs> that's our main man, Abed. So I'm going to ignore all of the atrocities in the world and reboot the last few seasons of community. Nice. I like it. And that's I, coming. Yeah, I agree. And that's coming from the Brita of this group. So that, that exactly. means a lot. <laughs> I am the Brita of this group. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. 
Bagel. I love it. I Bagel. absolutely love it. And if you like community, you might want to listen into our December episode. Just going to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, a little foreshadowing. Uh, but I, I mean, I get that you want to like change some like drastic world events, but have you ever considered rebooting Shutting new the commercials? <laughs> like, like it just... <laughs> considered just not being the way that you are yes every day brian we love you exactly the way you are kayla oh god uh, i'm the worst anyway guys it was so fun to be back here to do this this month um yes we're gonna do this again for december mm-hmm. um and then you know season two should be starting i'm pretty sure it's january right that's what we're shooting yep. for mm-hmm. i'm very excited to get into that before we go here, Saya, you mentioned a bit at the top that uh, Grace Note's been uh, f- firing away. Ha, uh, I did a joke there <laughs> uh, recently. Um, tell people a uh, couple, couple of videos that you posted recently because they've been really, really fun. Yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know, I do a lot of blacksmithing, metalwork, 3D printed work, and I have a YouTube channel where I post a lot of my projects and stuff. Uh, if you're if you're interested in any of those, uh, you can check that out at Grace Note Forge at YouTube. Um, a couple of the ones that I've done recently are a uh, forged leaf. Uh, I did a a Witcher medallion yeah. uh, cast. Uh, also did a uh, just a, a simple sterling silver hammered ring. So it's a lot of different like variations of stuff. But if, you also have a lot of great sculpting videos on there that I find yes. like extremely soothing because yes. you pick the music so well, <laughs> yes. and it's it's just beautiful. And I don't mean like. Obviously, I want to hype you because I'm your wife, but I do just watch it to calm the fuck down. So seriously, really good. Even if you're not like into blacksmithing and whatnot, but you're into like good videography and like lo-fi music, you need to watch this dude's videos because they're really fucking cool. Chill, it's they're really well done, guys. Uh, I'm not doing shit with my life. I'm still (laughs) waiting for COVID to end before I do comedy again. I I feel like we're we're getting there. you're rebranding. So, you're not not doing shit. You're doing self care. Rebranding. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's gonna do well for a comedian <laughs> that mostly does like self deprecating humor. Like I feel really good. Let me tell a joke. Um, Brian, I'm is sure rebooting. I'll find. I'll find. Yeah. I'll, yeah. <laughs> you're just rebooting. I become a clean comedian. <laughs> oh jeez. But instead of actually like writing clean jokes, you still tell dirty jokes. You just don't say the dirty words. Yeah. And leave people's imagination to fill in the blanks. Like I swap out like, you know, dick and cock for like pickle, you know, like. <laughs> or whatever you did to that that boneless bird. That seems like a good word to swap out. I spatch pickled it. <laughs> there you go. God, that's so gross. Uh, so nothing going on with me, but. Kalo, the podcast has some really exciting stuff to announce. We do. We do. Um, So we, in October, did a uh, review, what do we call it? I don't know, like a review contest or just a campaign where we were asking if you were enjoying what you're listening to to write us a review and we would select a few to send a special prize to. Well, on the topic of Saya's many talents and the many things that he works very hard at, he took the time over the last month or so to design an original piece of art, which we are printing as a poster. And that's going to be going out to um, everybody who guested on our show for season one and everybody who won in that review contest as a thank you from us to those people. And also a big thank you to all of our listeners, um, because we are just really enjoying doing this and 
I mean, I didn't even know how much I missed it until we set up for tonight's recording. So that is going to be going out. We have to get them printed and then mail them. And with everything going on with the, the mail and all of that, it might be middle of December before our guests and and those winners get their prize, but that's going to be going out there. But along with that, uh, we decided recently that we were going to take the art that Zaya worked really hard on and put it up on Redbubble. So as of this episode, you should be able to find Cartoon Tonic on Redbubble and you can purchase an assortment of Cartoon Tonic stuff. We have mugs, travel mugs, there's cups, there's t-shirts if you want a t-shirt. Everybody knows how the pricing structure of Redbubble works, but all of the, the profits and proceeds that we receive from anything purchased on Redbubble is going to go directly back into the podcast. It's not going not gonna to feed Brian's video game addiction or you know buy us more monster clay or anything. It's going to go directly to making sure that we can still talk to you guys. And honestly, if nobody buys anything, we're going to keep talking to you anyways. Yeah. It just seemed like... When you see this art, you will know what I mean. It just seemed like it needed to be out there. And if you guys wanted to support us, we wanted to give you that opportunity. So it is super cool. I'm very man. Excited I'm long winded. <laughs> that was uh. I we are we are a very word of mouth podcast, and we, we know are. that. And you have all been amazing. And we know that you guys are are sharing us because while we've been on this break, people have still been listening and mm-hmm. our, our old episodes are still getting clicks. You know, I, I stopped checking it for a little bit because we didn't mm-hmm. release anything. I thought no one would listen. We had a big surge of listens, you know, yeah. over the holiday and it's just, it's been really cool and we love doing this. So, um, if you have, you know, shared the podcast with other people, thank you very much. If you haven't, if you love it, consider sharing it. Other people, mm-hmm. you know, might like it as well. And that's, you know, that's the only thing that, you know, three low class people from Metro Detroit can really do in these day and age is uh is get you to share for us because we don't got the scratch to let Google do it for us. <laughs> oh the truth. Oh the truth. <laughs> you know, we're rich at heart, really. Yeah. So. Yeah. We we are um prosperous in other ways. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Indubitously. Oh gosh. But no, like a sincere, again, a sincere thank you to everybody listening, everybody sharing. Just, I can't believe that we, I mean, we're in our break between seasons right now. And that's kind of surreal to me. So y'all are the best. It's yeah. pretty nuts. And uh, look for us in December mm-hmm. and look we're forward be, to season two in January. Yeah, we're going to be dropping a special episode in December. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at cartoontonic at gmail.com. Excuse me, Cartoon Tonic Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, the Insta Gratification, I mean Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. Find us over there. Follow us, like, share, whatever that you do on whichever pet platform, as long as it's appropriate. Go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, we look forward to being in your ears again in December. And we're going to be posting a bit about the Red Bubble and the presents that are going out. So feel free to comment and like and share and whatever else that you'd like to do. I also hope that everybody listening is safe and healthy and doing well. And if you yes. aren't, that you know that there are supports out there and that you find those supports. Like I know you don't come here for like medical advice or right. really advice at all, but you shouldn't. I, I know that <laughs> there's some there are some good things happening and some some good news coming out, but that mm-hmm. should not give you a false sense of security. Please continue to be safe. Yes. You know. Yep. 
it's going to take a while until everything is going to be normal again. So just, just hold on there a little bit longer. And, you know, uh, hopefully this gives you some sort of uh, satisfaction in these weird times. So Yeah, laugh with us until we can all laugh together. Yeah, absolutely. Or laugh at And us. most importantly, that's all, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. But when we sell out, we know we're selling out. So it's cool. I'm going to go watch every episode of Animaniacs now. (laughs) At Cartoon Tonic, we drink responsibly and hope you do too. Thanks for listening.